Hi everybody, so here's another episode and in this episode I want to talk about the topic of freedom. I'm writing a journal and the journal is already more than 100, I think almost 200 pages on the PC and also in this journal I write about topics like freedom, what it means for me and so forth. So today I want to do the podcast about this topic. For those who don't know me, I'm Hannes, I'm currently in Ethiopia and In this podcast, I'm actually talking about startups, Africa and life. So now I want to talk about the topic of freedom and what it means for me and I think how we can can incorporate this view into our daily life. Okay, first I want to define actually what freedom means for me. So freedom for me means not only the ability to choose between different options, but to choose what we personally really want. And that's the second part. That's the tricky part for me. Because often I think we are not, we do not reflect enough what we really want. And uh, only if we know our own reference point, what we truly want, we can be free. Because... I think in our world, there are many distractions, many things we can buy, but if we are not aware, conscious about what we want, then we just choose something out of all the options, but we are kind of not free because we didn't listen to what we want ourselves. And that is why I think freedom is so important because sometimes we can live in the illusion of freedom that we have all these options, but we are also so distracted by all these options that we are not free in, in, in the sense that we do what we want, what is necessary for us. So that's why I think freedom is, is very important to make a conscious choice wherever we are. If we are self-isolated we can choose what we want to do given the circumstances and still have a sense of freedom but if we kind of get lost in all the noise of our environment we also lose this freedom so now i want to give two quotes which i personally think are also very insightful about freedom so the first one is about friedrich nietzsche I even don't know how to pronounce this name in English. Anyway, Friedrich Nietzsche. And he said, he who has a right to live can bear almost anyhow. Okay, he was not gendering in that quote. But what he is saying is, if we have our reason, a why basically, then we can bear almost any circumstances. And... Then we, because then we also still have a sense of freedom. So this is also kind of related to the, to a similar quote from the author Viktor Frankl. So he said, the last great freedom of mankind is the freedom to choose your attitude under any set of external conditions. So basically, uh, basically he is saying, we can always choose how we interpretate the world around us and we have the freedom to think what we want to think or well, that's kind of the last freedom we have 
So yes, for me, freedom is not really about the option we have or the amount of options we have, but about the awareness, what we want, and then to choose that one. So I would even say that there is like this oxymoron of having lots of options and thinking we have lots of freedom. It's kind of a paradox because we get distracted by all these options and they make it harder for us to see what we really want. So now in times of Corona, where we have less options, where we have to stay home, I think it's also a time where we can think and reflect about our life to find our reference point, to find out what we want to do in the long and short run. And then to actually create of a situation where we have, or where it seems like where we have less freedom, more freedom, because we have more clarity about what we really want. So what I found out in my own life is that often there are two ways I can go. The way what I really want and then the way of least resistance, the path of least resistance. And actually between these two paths, there are all the other options. So really going for the thing what I really want is often like really hard. There's a lot of resistance and it's not easy. Then the, th the path of re last least resistance is very easy. It's basically just sitting at home and eating chocolate. So then I have to choose between these two or take an option which is closer to the one or to the other. And what I realized often I take a an option which is more closer to the path of least resistance than to the path of what I really want. Because I realize there's a lot of pressure from the outside world or social expectations in terms of work, studying and so forth. And also it's a lot of risk doing the thing which you really want because it's this this dream and you can fail with it and then you when you fail you even don't have the dream left so it's kind of kind of scary but there's something we can do about it i think and i've got some inspiration from the book the last lecture it's also um on my blog so in this book, the author actually writes about his own life to leave something behind for his children because he himself has cancer and wants to leave like some life advice behind for his children. So it's a really interesting book. I can recommend it for you. And the author writes what we should do or how we can motivate ourselves when we are faced with such a wall or such some resistance to follow the path of what we truly want to do. So in his book, he writes, the brick walls are there to stop the people who don't want it badly enough. They are there to stop the other people. So basically, he's saying there are some hurdles in, in our life and we can measure our reference point how badly we want something against these hurdles and if we really want it then we are not stopped by the brick walls basically so in a sense the brick walls are not there to stop us 
but to see if we really want it. If we see obstacles like that, they are not actually an obstacle. They are feedback for us to think and reflect what we really want. Where is our freedom and where is our path? So, but now, how do we actually know what we really want? And this question, I think, is also partly answered by the book uh, Start With Why from Simon Sinek. And there is a part in the book, let me read it to you, which I think could answer this a little bit. So, he's looking at the brain and then dividing the brain into its different faculties. And uh, then he's basically saying in one of these faculties, he locates what we really want, where the why is coming from. So in the part where he writes about this, I want to read it to you. So if you look at the cross-section of the human brain from the top down, the human brain is actually broken into three major components. Our newest brain, our homo sapiens brain, our neocortex, corresponding with the water level. The neocortex is responsible for all of our rational and analytical thought and language. The middle two sections make up our limbic brains. And our limbic brains are responsible for all our feelings like trust and loyalty. It's also responsible for all human behavior, all decision making, and it has no capacity for language. And that's basically what he is saying also in the book where the difficulty comes in because the limbic system is basically responsible for decision-making our behavior and telling us what we want. But at the same time, since the limbic system is so old, it's not capable of language. So we kind of really have to reflect about it, what we want, because we don't really get it in words like you want chocolate we just have like a feeling on i could eat something sweet and then we kind of translate it into chocolate but it could be also something else so with chocolate i think it's fairly easy like if we have the feeling like oh i want something sweet like for me okay it's okay if i if i made a not 100% the decision what my limbic system actually had in mind me eating. But with other things, it's much more complex because it's much more hard to really reflect what we want to make, to think so much into the long term. So I believe whenever we can make it that we are in harmony with what we truly want, that we then also achieve happiness. Or that it's basically like in synergy with happiness. But I think when we are not in harmony with what we truly want, we then go for other goals and we aim for other things, which maybe the society tells us. We try to be successful instead of going for a calling, we are going for a job to make money or for a career. So I think there's a lot of distraction and we should always try to really reflect what we want and then try to pursue that. So there's a book called Essentialism, also on my blog. And in this book, the author is basically saying we should choose what is essential to us and say to all the other things no and then pursue the things which are essential. So 
the question which I have to you and to myself also is, how often do we take advantage of choosing our freedom, of designing our environment according to what would be important to us? So, for example, if we look at the internet or our smartphone or all the environments which we are in, what's the default? Is it that we do what we want or is it that our freedom is distracted? In other words, how much are we influencing our future and how much is it influenced by others? How much are we living our life and how much is it lived by others? Now, thinking about this topic in terms of our system, I think it's amazing because the system is a sum of all its part. And it's amazing that the system is replicating itself even though it is not to the advantage of the people in it, but the people are helping to replicate it. So what I mean by that is that the system or the environment we are living in is distracting us. We are helping to replicate this environment even though it's not to our advantage. It appears that we are trapped in the system by our own temptations. Sometimes I think we are like a pixel in a force field, moved by the different elements of the system, but not by our own intentions. So we live in a time where we believe a story that if we obtain things, that we can also obtain happiness. But I believe happiness and freedom lies in the reflection of what we truly want and in the experience of that. So in the movie Into the Wild, I found this really inspiring quote where he writes in his journal, happiness is only real when shared. And that's something we might forget if we fall for too many temptations which are not in the realm of experience and sharing with others and following what is important to us. So in a nutshell, these were some of the dangers I see. But also I believe we all have like a inner compass, inner direction. And if we listen to it, if we reflect that we can all find our way, what is fulfilling for us. And that's something I want to encourage you and also myself. And I think listening to ourselves, to our feelings is actually very important. And let me emphasize on this one a little bit more. So I studied economics and in economics, it is always very important to optimize something according to a rational decision-making process. Now, the difference in economics and the standard view is in economics, rational means that something is consistent. But in the general understanding, rational means that it's detached from feelings. But in economics, something can still be completely based on feelings as long as it is consistent. And then if we go into the realm of behavioral economics, we can also have irrational behavior and biases and so forth. But the point I'm trying to make here, I really discovered when I was studying in my bachelor how all these theories influenced my thinking. And once actually my family was visiting me 
And then everything was suddenly so inefficient. Like everything took so much time. And I was like, wait, man, everything, it's so annoying with you guys. But, um, and I actually realized how my, my thinking was influenced by my studies, how I always tried to make everything efficient. But then at some point later, I was realizing that I'm actually like kind of optimizing, not for the right thing. Just making something more efficient doesn't mean I become more happy. And so I w just optimizing for efficiency is not enough. So the point I'm trying to make here is with rational thinking, so with having our prefrontal cortex active, we cannot compute what will actually make us happy. We can anticipate it and kind of make an approximation, but actually because happiness is encoded and what we want in different faculties of our brain, we also have to use different faculties than the faculty which we use to make rational thinking. So what I'm saying here is, let us listen more to our limbic system, our feelings, because they, in the end, determine if we're happy. And we can never use a part of the brain which is not encoding happiness and feelings to pursue happiness. And the way I see life, I see it as a stream of opportunities which we interpretate. So sometimes I really felt I lost great opportunities. But then also if we see life as a stream of opportunities, we know there are always new opportunities. And if we keep the eyes open, and as long as we live, new opportunities will come up. So in this understanding, we need to know what we want to actually realize when an opportunity comes up which would be life-enriching for ourselves, And that's why I think we need to listen to ourselves, to our feelings, to find out which way, which opportunity we can take. But I think we also have to be careful because whatever decision we make, we basically always justify it to ourselves to feel good about it. If we study, we will justify it. But we always have to be critical to see if it was really the decision we want to take. Our brain is basically the most complex matter in the universe we know about. And it will justify any answer we will come up with. In the book Homo Deus, there are examples of this where researchers actually studied patients where their two brain parts were split from each other. So the researchers could just take advantage of the fact that both parts of the brain, the left side and the right side, could not communicate with each other. And since everything is cross-wired to the brain, our eyes listening and so forth, they could control in which part of the brain which information was processed. So they could, for example, show the uh, subject a funny video and then the subject was laughing, and then they could ask the other part of the brain, why are they actually laughing? But the thing is, let's say the right part of the brain didn't know that the subject was just watching a funny video. But anyways, the subject came up with an answer. And this is just showing that the brain is a sense-making machine. It tries to make sense even without the information. So what we see here is 
we will come up with an answer even if we don't know if it's the truth. So in terms of our freedom, we have to reflect deeply to to be more sure if it's actually a real answer or if it's just our brain which is coming up with a quick, most reasonable answer. So in a nutshell, I think freedom means to reflect about our motivations. And once we find our true motivation, we can start working on it. And whenever obstacles come up, we can see them as feedback to test ourselves if we are truly so motivated to follow this through. And then we have to remember, time is all we have. And one day we might find we have less time than we think. So that's why I think it's good to focus, cut through the noise and do the things we really want to do. And then we are kind of free. Whatever the circumstances, if we have a why, we can always see an opportunity and motivate ourselves. If we are isolated, what can we do? What are the things we want to do in our life? So yeah, be inspired. As Alan Turing said once, sometimes it's the very people who no one imagines anything of who do the things no one can imagine. For me, I would say let's get back our freedom to do what is really meaningful to us because we can learn so much even if we try and fail. We will always just come closer to what is essential to us. So thank you very much for listening. This was my podcast inspired by my journal, actually, and or some books I uh, listened to as audiobooks or read or TED Talks. Yeah, if you have feedback for me, please let me know. Also, if you know other people who I could interview, I would be happy if you connect with me. I'm able to interview them via via Skype or Zoom. So yeah. And with that, I wish you a great week and ciao, ciao.